Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast and happy Thanksgiving. Hope the day went great. We are stuffed here with all of these great games. My goodness, these holiday tournaments have been amazing. On the podcast this week, the great one joins us, Debbie Antonelli, and we get updated with the latest comings and goings in women's college basketball. That coming up just a moment. First, our Jersey Mike's news and notes, and just a little bit of a recap of some of the highlights. Just too many to list in one podcast. But congratulations to number two, Purdue. The men beat number four, Marquette. They also beat number 11, Gonzaga, and number seven, Tennessee, to win the Maui Invitational. Zach Eady, tremendous against Marquette, our reigning Jersey Mike's Naismith Men's Player of the Year had 28 points, 15 rebounds in that win over Marquette. He's playing great. Uh, it's going to be quite the battle to see who wins the Naismith coming up uh, this year. We've seen some other non-tournament upsets. Bryant upsetting number 10 Florida Atlantic, 61-52. to That ended the Owls' 19-game home court winning streak. New head coach Phil Martelli Jr. took over that program. They pulled off a massive upset. Incredible. Um, so, like I say, so many games. It's ridiculous. Um, and we've got more coming up this weekend. On the men's side, you've got Atlantis coming up, the championship game there. Orlando, Palm Springs. Then next week, and Debbie will talk about this, the ACC-SEC Challenge. And then on the women's side, you've got a Colorado-NC State game in the Paradise Jam that Debbie will comment on. You've got UConn and UCLA coming up in the Cayman Islands. Tremendous college basketball over the holiday weekend. But we'll check it all out with Debbie when we continue after this from Jersey Mike's. Good news. There's a Jersey Mike's coming to your area. You probably got a ton of questions, so I'll try to answer some. Yes, the meat and cheese for every cold sub is freshly sliced right in front of you. Yes, we grill every hot sub right in front of you. No, we do not accept pirate doubloons for payment. Yes, we have catering, 12 subs in a box. No, our restaurants are not haunted. I hope. Okay, congrats on the New Jersey Mike's. A sub above. One thing about this podcast, we play good defense. Because we're the only podcast in America that can stop Debbie Antonelli. She's joining us on the podcast because the rest of the time she's running all over the country, all over North America, doing games and working her tournaments. Debbie, how are you, dear? Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, Bob, my dear friend, my longtime friend. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, everything's going well. It's all hoops. You know, uh, we're in the third week of the college basketball season, and I've already called 14 games. Sounds like your schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm up to 17, I think, so far. So, um <laughs> Debbie, you know, it's, it's so great. Uh, here at the Naismith, we celebrate uh, women's basketball. As you know, uh, we could not do what we do without you. And just wanted to get our early season check-in, as we always do with you, to get a pulse on what we've seen so far and what's coming up. But what struck me that's, that's different about uh, women's basketball these days is the tremendous star power we have in the game and the recognizability of those stars to the general fan. I think all of us that have been around the game for a long time, we know who the top teams are and who the top players are. 
But now, with this incredible TV coverage and media coverage, uh, the, the basketball nation now knows about these stars, the Caitlin Clarks, the Angel Reese, you know, go down, Paige Beckers, go down the line. We know them, and that, I think, is one of the great things about the game today. Do you get that feeling, too? Oh, absolutely. I feel that way. And, you know, we have been around the best and greatest. I mean, I played against Cheryl Miller, and I've covered everybody since then. Uh, I am overwhelmed by the household name and the ability of people to connect certain women in our game that can transcend sport. You know, we always used to say that about Pat Summit and her coaching ability or Gino Oriema and his coaching ability. Now we've got players that are doing that. And the game has always been good. The product has always been good. It's just a lot better now, a lot more recognizable. And we can have a player like Caitlin Clark, who won our award last year at Naismith and has come back for another season. And I'm calling it Clarkonomics because where she is, where she goes, what she does brings people with her and brings more people to the game. And she plays it at such a high level that it's so entertaining to watch. And she also has the personality and the character to be able to handle the celebrity that comes with it. It's a remarkable household crossover that uh, I am thrilled to be able to see for the next couple of days here at the Gulf Coast Showcase. So bring us up to date. Uh, this tournament, you've, you've got your hand on several, but the tournament that you're at, tell us about that one first. Yeah, Bob, so this is our 11th year of the Gulf Coast Showcase. It was um, created uh, alongside with BD Global, who is a, a basketball and golf um, events company. Uh, Brooks Downing and I were interns together at Kentucky, and he's been running men's events for a long time, and I encouraged him to look on the women's side and, we have built out three events. This is one of them. Uh, this is our 11th year. As I said, we've had every top program has been through here, every single one of them. And uh, this week, during Thanksgiving, we have three ranked teams, Iowa, North Carolina, and Kansas State. And we've built a field of eight teams uh, every year that come and compete and have success after they leave here. It's very much like a tournament setting around your conference tournament or the NCAA. You're going to play three games, winners, losers. And – uh Clarkonomics is definitely in effect down here because we have sold more tickets, we have more interest than we've ever had, and uh, it is definitely a, a derivative of Caitlin. When she showed up at that golf tournament <laughs> and stole the show, you know that the uh, the economic boom was in, in full swing. I We got to know her, of course, last year, and what a delightful uh, young lady she is. And you, you hit it on the head, how she is able to handle this celebrity uh, is really a textbook for a lot of people. Uh, she's just so so endearing. She's humble. She's hardworking. And they go together. And it, people say that, you know, and you watch players that work hard, but don't ever get the kind of celebrity that comes with it. Uh, it, could, it could do one of two things to you, right? It could force you to spend more time celebrating your celebrity, or it could make you get in the gym and work harder so that you can prove that you deserve the celebrity. And I think she's done the latter. And I think she continues to do that. But if you know Caitlin, you know her roots, her parents, where she's from, how she grew up, what is important to her, those things haven't changed. It's just the way people perceive her has changed. And uh, because she's so grounded and humble and hardworking, I think she can manage it. And uh, I, I'm, I've got T-shirts, Bob. I'll send you one. Clarkonomics is a real thing. 
I mean, <laughs> I helped put that game together in Charlotte with the Charlotte Sports Foundation with Danny Morrison. Both teams, Virginia Tech and Iowa, received a $150,000 payout to go and play in that event. That's never happened before. We've never had that happen in the women's game. And the game had 16,000 people on a neutral site with two teams that weren't from the state of North Carolina. And ESPN covered it. And it was awesome. The game delivered. Stars on the Virginia Tech side. Stars on the Iowa side. And women's basketball was thirsty for it. Their fans were thirsty for it. And it left an economic impact in the city of Charlotte that will allow us to do it again. That's Clarkonomics. Without her, that doesn't happen. Great. Yeah, it was a fabulous scene at the Spectrum Center and a great game. Uh, everybody chasing South Carolina still? I think they're the best team I've seen so far. Uh, it's ironic how you could go 36-1 and one and actually look better. And I say look better because she has guards. Dawn Staley has put together a group through the portal and recruiting where they can score. If they had one more guard last year, they would have won the national championship, uh, I think. Uh, but they, they have same defense, same philosophy playing inside out, much better guard play, which is going to take them to another level. For many fans, when they look at the top 25, Debbie, they see the name Colorado, and that's, that's a newcomer. Uh, we're used to seeing you know the standards at the top. But tell us about Colorado. They got a big one with NC State and the Paradise Jam coming up. Yeah, Bob, NC State's going to have their hands full with that one. NC State's undefeated, and as is Colorado. Colorado uh, um, is good inside, good depth. They've got great guard play. They've got a player who gets you a basket when they need it. Uh, they play terrific defense, and they have been building towards this point. You know, last year they went into Duke and won at Cameron in the NCAA tournament, and that propelled them to another level. And when you have that kind of experience, and you have that group coming back, that's your core group, you can move the meter to another level. And that's what they've done with J.R. Payne, their head coach, who's been there for a while and has kept building. She believed, her players believed, and her administration believed. Plus, Colorado's got something something special going on right now anyway. I saw Muffet McGraw's going to get a statue. Uh, when are you going to get yours at Reynolds Coliseum? <laughs> I'm not getting a statue at Reynolds Coliseum. Why would you give a statue to the best non-stat starter in NC State history? Wouldn't you want to give it to somebody that actually three years of starting with no stats? That's hard to do. I'm sure I'll be uh, represented somewhere else on campus. Uh, it will not be a statue. But I, I'm I'm so pleased for Muffet. It is so uh, awesome that Notre Dame would put her alongside some of the all-time greats in the history of sport. And, and give her the kind of recognition she deserves for what she's meant to women's sports, especially uh, at Notre Dame, but more, more so around the country. Yeah, she is. Uh, that's terrific. And just great, great, great. Awesome for Notre Dame to do that. Um, what's your take on Baylor? My buddy Nikki Collin uh, had a big win over Utah at home. Um, what do you think about the Bears? Yeah, I think they're sneaky good, and uh, I don't think people have recognized or remember that she has two players that didn't play last year that were all conference-caliber players. Uh, Asia Blackwell, who came from Missouri, who was an all-SEC performer, and Drayana Edwards, who came from Kentucky, who was an all-SEC performer. You add those two skill sets alongside what she had coming back with her guard package. Plus, you know Nikki can chop it up with the best coaches in the country. 
they will be a, a team that will give Texas a run for the Big 12 title. And then deeper, uh, when I saw them last year in February, they were trending towards a team that could make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. I think Nikki knows exactly what she's doing and uh, knows how to get a team ready to play. Well, Debbie, we'll let you go. I know you got a busy day and a busy weekend. When will we see you next on television? Well, I've got um, next week, I've got three women's games that are really big. Uh, I'm going to be a part of the ACC-SEC challenge on the women's side. Um, uh-huh. I, my schedule is, you know, 50-50 men and women. But next week, I've got Vandy at NC State on a Wednesday night. I've got South Carolina at North Carolina on Thursday on ESPN, which will be a big night. And then on Sunday, I've got South Carolina playing at Duke on ABC in the afternoon. Those games will all be fun, a part of the SEC-ACC Challenge. Get to see South Carolina again up close and personal and watch what they can do uh, on Tobacco Road. We will put those in our calendar. Debbie, thanks for taking time. Always great catching up. You're the best, Bobby. Thank you for all that you do for Naismith for the college basketball landscape, and for friends like me. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining. Please like us, download these, subscribe. Helps us get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. The great games, the great people, all the great events around college basketball right here every week on the Naismith Podcast. From all of us here in Atlanta with the award, this is Bob Rathman thanking you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.